Hello and welcome to the Conversations Podcast. This is Lyle and Allison Phillips coming at you today from somewhere in Florida. (laughs) Somewhere we have no idea where. No clue where we are. We're currently on Highway 75 on our way down to Florida recording a podcast. Can you believe that? Yep. That is what we're doing right now. Yep. Hopefully people will not be upset with us for recording a podcast i'm sure that we'll get some hate mail sorry about for recording it. a podcast on the road but it is monday and rather than pre-record a podcast and then post it today we just thought that we would take advantage of the opportunity we have here my grandmother's in the car with us today and so we thought it would be a great idea as we're on our way to orlando for family vacation for us to record a podcast with her, a conversations episode, and just ask her some questions about what her life is like and a few other questions of interest that we have. I'm excited. Also, Isaiah's here too, and he is really wanting to speak into the microphone, so he might fuss every now and then as he reaches for my microphone. (laughs) He loves... Uh, microphones Isaiah does yes he does he also loves to dance yep he's recently gotten to the art form of dancing Mm mm-hmm very creative expression yeah he's very creative so as you can tell he's here today and um, he's alive and well in the back seat you can probably hear some road noise so this might is it, it might be the most like gorilla episode that we've ever recorded but we wanted to stay faithful to our Mondays and getting out a fresh podcast for you guys. So thanks for tuning in today. To catch you up a little bit about um, what we've had going on, I just got back from North Carolina. I was there for a couple of days at the Lead Change Student Justice Conference. And I was there uh, with a young guy named Nico Peel. And Nico is an incredible guy. I told my wife when I got back that He's probably one of the most humble, meek, um, just kind people that I've ever met. So cool. So cool. Such a good dude. He's a young guy. Uh, I'm not sure how old Nico is. I think he's 24, 25 years old. But he's just got such a great measure of favor on his life. And I want to encourage you guys to check him out online. I know he has a website, but I'll include his Instagram link in the show notes you to check him out he's running with some really awesome heroes of ours uh prayer movement people like lou engel uh new friends of mine matt lockett and will ford from cfni and the ministry called bound for life and they were all at the student justice conference where i spoke as well as they did so while i was away allison how was your time Without with Isaiah, it was good. We hung out with my parents. We played a whole lot. We, you know, stayed awake a whole lot. (laughs) It was good times. It was good times. Yeah, Isaiah gets to the point where he misses Lyle, and then he like just cries for dad. (laughs) Dad, 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 dad. So you know, he loves me. So that's it's sweet. He does. He loves you so much. So, but we had a good time. We um. Ran some errands. We got all the packing done for our vacation. And so that was really fun. That was exciting. So, And now we are about to go to Disney World. Disney World. We are on our way in route. 
we're just like a couple miles out or hours, a couple hours. I wish it was just miles. Yeah, that'd We've be been driving great. a long time. <laughs> we, so here's kind of a picture of my weekend. So I spoke in North Carolina, Raleigh. I got on an airplane Sunday afternoon at about one o'clock. I flew to Nashville, walked straight into church. We had church yesterday afternoon. I, I preached. Then we got in a vehicle and took off and drove for seven hours until 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then got up this morning at 8 and left. And now we're a few hours out of Orlando. <laughs> it's been a wild weekend. All of that <laughs> with a 10-month-old. Yep. We did it. So. We did it. Snack on that, right? Yep. Speaking of snacks, Isaiah is currently enjoying goldfish. Goldfish, those are winners. Yeah, so you'll hear him make yummy noises. So he's chatting. Um, Alice and I are going to kind of chat now with my grandmother, Benita Phillips. And we just, we really thought it would be cool to have a conversation with my grandma. Um, I don't know how many podcasts you guys have heard where people interviewed their grandmothers. But if there your grandma, be more. There really should be more. Because for me, I know that. Um, one of my favorite things to do when I hang out with my grandparents is just ask them to tell me stories. And, um, you know, some stories, maybe family folklore, things like that, just stories that you're not even aware of that may or may not have gone on in their lives and try and learn from those experiences. So that's what we're going to do today. And so with that being said, I want you guys to meet my grandmother. Well, hello, Granny. Well, hello. I'm so glad you're joining us today for the Conversations podcast. Well, thank you for asking. Yeah, this is really cool. I feel like this is a huge privilege for us to have you on the show. Well, I'm certainly glad to be able to be a part of your show. Yeah. <laughs> do you follow us on social media? Uh, yes, I do. Have you ever listened to a Conversations podcast? Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> Which episode did you listen to? Do you remember? Uh, I've listened to a couple of them. I don't. I, I don't know. Really, can't remember which ones. But I try to follow all my grandchildren. <laughs> of course. Do you have Instagram? Uh, I have Facebook, and I can get pictures on Instagram. But I have it with me, and so I'm gonna get uh, Spencer to work on it. That's my little brother? Yes, that's your little brother. This and weekend, we, so you're going to get an Instagram account. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. What is your username going to be? Mm, I don't know that. <laughs> you're going to go with your the classic Benita Phillips, your name, or are you going to go with like Granny Phillips? I or? think uh, I'm Granny on everything else, so I think I'll probably be Granny. Probably be Granny. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. So you guys be on the lookout mm-hmm. for my Granny's world premiere <laughs> when her in- Instagram drops. You want to you jump on the gram and follow her. I'll include a link to her profile in the show notes. So we're just really excited to be going to Florida together, Granny. Well, I am too. This is going to be nice that we've, with my son's family, there's going to be 14 of us. We have a house rented and all going to be together. So that's going to be a great family outing, I hope. Yeah. Um, how long has it been since you've been to Florida? Um, about eight eight years, I think. Wow, it's the last time that I that we were down here. What did you come yeah. to Florida last for? Um, a family vacation. Okay. Of course, of course, there wasn't 
wasn't anyone married then. There were no little great-grandbabies at that time. It was just, um, and not all of the grandchildren got to come. But anyway, we were down on a family, little family vacation then. Was I on that trip? I don't think you were. Oh, okay. Maybe I lived in Texas or something. I, I think maybe you were. I, I think it was um, just the two brothers, uh, the brother Jordan and uh, then Spencer. Okay. And and all we came down for a little vacation. It was the summer. Well, your grand grand had passed away. Okay. And uh, we came the next summer. He passed away in two oh nine, so it was two ten. I don't guess it has been eight years then, but anyway, been close to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we like theme parks. The Phillips family. Right. You know one theme park that I love, Granny? What's that? Opryland. Oh, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it, when we yep. used to go? Opryland. There's, Opryland doesn't exist anymore. But I remember a story, Granny. Tell me if you remember it. So when I was a kid, I used to stay the night over at Granny's house all the time. Do you remember that, Granny? Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, I remember one Saturday afternoon, I woke up and Granny said, What do you want to do today, Lyle? And I said, I want to go to Opryland. And although I was all by myself and we lived two hours away, we loaded up in the van and you took me all by myself to Opryland. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes. Uh-huh. In fact, that one year we bought uh, family passes and everything because, like, it was two hours away and we could go stay a little while and... We've had a lot of memories from the Opryland adventures. And, and they closed it down. Yes. <laughs> Such a bummer. Do you remember your favorite ride at Opryland? Oh, well, I remember, let's see, the log ride. That was one of them. Yep. And um, uh, I don't know. Went on the <laughs> merry-go-round, naturally, with all the little grandkids. That, that was right. one of them there. That one's but, fun. Uh, anyway. What's your favorite ride at Disney World? Gosh. Do you remember any? Uh, the one that last time we enjoyed, the boat ride that went through the agriculture area, I think, showed yes. how they grew plants and everything. That was an interesting ride. And I love that ride. Uh, that's, that's called, it's, uh, it's called The Land. Okay, and then there was one that uh, sort of gold diggers or went something wherever, backed up in a, like a train car underground or something there. I don't know what in the world that is. I what don't was know. That? I don't know, but y'all got me on it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. Well, we're headed to Disney World all together. You think you're going to ride any rides this time around? I don't know. I'm not much of a rider, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, we're just going to have a good time because we're all together. Probably go out that, and eat some good food, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's... Being, 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 family being together is going to be great. I hope everything's, everybody's there. Yeah. And it's going to be really cool. So I want to ask you some questions okay. and maybe get you telling some stories. But we uh, we really want to get to know you a little bit. I want our listeners to get to know you a little bit. Obviously, Allison and I are pastors at Legacy Nashville, and we talk a lot about uh, Christian topics here on our Conversations podcast. And maybe you could share with our listeners today how you first met Jesus. Do you remember? Well, I, my, my family um, was always churchgoers. We belonged to a Methodist church. I was born and raised in a little town called Beach Grove, Kentucky, in McLean County. And Which is population how many? Uh, it's been 150 ever since I've 
<laughs> known it in and out the little town thing there but it's uh it's it's a great community i mean it's very very friendly uh if anybody has a problem anything why everybody steps in they you know for um make money for anybody that needs it and everything it's a great place to live they look out for each other and you don't find that in a lot of bigger places no you don't that but of course i've always gone to church i was um baptized at uh Methodist did believe in, in sprinkling they did as, as an infant but then when I went to a youth camp at Lindsey Wilson College uh-huh I was uh, about 14 I think that I really had my life experience meeting Jesus and you know turning my life over to him at that age Wow that was a decision that you know I could make on my own. Do you remember what happened on that day? Uh, there were two uh, youth that uh, had attended the church, uh, a church there that they went to West End College, and they sung and what and some of the songs. I don't know. It was just, it was just one of those things that just made an an outpouring. You yeah. Know, crying broke my, you know, got 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 to me in my heart, and since the you know Absolutely. since then so. I've attended church. Um, I do belong to Legacy Owensboro. Um, yeah. Of course, your dad, my son, preaches there. <laughs> and uh, I have, when, after he made his decision to become a pastor, my husband and I decided that we would support him as to wherever he was or where he went. And we did up until, like I say, great grand passed away in 09. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was really kind of like a, a patriarch to our family. I remember hearing the story of Grand Grand going to the altar the very first time that my dad, Jeff, your son, preached. The very first message he ever preached, which my dad declares was terrible. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, Grand Grand, he, he, he responded. He was the first one at the altar whenever dad preached his first sermon. Is that true? Uh, that's, that's true, yes. That's, that's awesome. That's Can you story. tell us what that sermon was like? Whenever do you remember hearing Dad's first oh, sermon? I, was it good or bad? Thumbs up or well, thumbs down? I mean, it was it was <laughs> good. He did a lot of uh, he did a lot of pacing and everything. I mean, he was nervous and everything, but uh, he has him he has improved a lot. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, we were we were we were supportive of him or of whatever. Course. Like I say, he was he was he was nervous on that first time, but he. He is now. He's he's doing great. Yeah, he is. That's that's yeah. true. I mean, I was nervous the first time I <laughs> preached too, and uh, you know, honestly, Granny, I remember the second time I preached. Uh, the first time I preached, I plagiarized the T.D. Jake sermon, but the second time I preached, I developed it um, on my own independently of stealing other pastors' content. And I remember that you uh, that you came down and responded to an altar call I gave, which was right, special to me. That was fun. Yes. That was nice. good. Um, so, one of the things... Oh, P.S. Granny, how old are you this year? This year I'll be 75, May the 6th. 75 years old, May the 6th. So, what year were you born? 41. 41, 1941. 41. Mm-hmm. So, what was going on in 1941? Uh, well, where I was born at the edge of town, there was no electricity. No electricity. Uh, you got water out of a cistern. I lived on a farm, raised raised your garden and raised your cattle and chickens and 
all of that type of things. Uh, I lived on that farm until I was seven, eight years, till I was eight years old. Mm. But we got electricity. The that was called Green River Electric. Um, you pay, you bought into it, and it, it was a corp, uh, incorporated, and you know we were we were members of it, so to speak. Okay. Um, you see, when you're eight years old, you got electricity. Well, we got it before then, but okay. in, in the span of that time there, uh, we did get a telephone, the old wooden telephone that was on the <clears throat> wall that you cranked, and everybody that was on the line would hear you crank, so they all picked it up to see what was going on. That was the <laughs> uh, that was the the media of that time. Uh, if we wanted to call Owens, anybody in Owensboro that was um, about 25 miles away, you went into t- and went into the little town of Beach Grove and went to a exchange they called it. Okay. And the lady plugged in the a uh, the cords into the switchboard mm-hmm. and made the call for you, and then you stood in there and talked to whoever you wanted to talk to in Owensboro. So. Wow. Uh, we we didn't have a car when I first was born and we would go to town hook up the uh, team of horses to a wagon and we'd take the wagon and we were about three miles from the grocery store so you got weekly groceries you didn't run to the grocery store every time you needed something right uh let's see what else can i tell about that that age and that time but anyway i mean that's crazy granny to think about uh, you took a horse and buggy to go get groceries. Well, uh, it was a wagon, a big, big a wagon. wagon, you know, the bigger wagon thing there with the team a covered of, wagon. No, not not, <laughs> not, not quite. A, it was a, it was a flatbed <laughs> wagon, a flatbed but anyway, wagon. and had a had this uh, is an Oregon Trail. People. You no, know, it had a uh, the, had a, like a bench in it, and they called them a spring seat because spring it was on seat. springs, you know, and all the bumps or whatever. So it's it, comfy. It was, yeah, it was comfy. And relatively, uh, we would go to. Um, one thing that stands in my mind, the little town was about a block long. There was a grocery store at each end, and we as kids were only allowed to go halfway, which where a restaurant was in between. We couldn't go all the way that whole block. We had to just stay on the half of it. There was the store where our parents were shopping at. Now, can you believe that? That's wow. hard to believe there because you know what Beach Grove looks like. Oh, it's so tiny. And uh, everything, but it, um, t- you know, times have times have changed yeah so uh, when did you first leave beach grove did you go to college somewhere or did you uh, go to school in beach grove my uh, uh, dad had some heart problems and he swapped the farm for a little house in owensboro okay and we stayed there about a year and a half and then uh we bought a place my my grandfather had passed away and my grandmother lived there and we had come back and bought a they had bought a little house, uh, our little, about a 10-acre farm thing there in uh, Beach Grove up on the hill as you go out, and I lived there then until um, I went off to college. Where'd you go to college? Uh, Bowling Green Western, went to Western. Western Kentucky mm-hmm. University, so yes. you're a hilltopper. Yes. Uh-huh. That's your alma mater. That, that is. What did you, uh, what'd you major in? Uh, medical technology. And then we came... Um, and what year did you graduate college? 63. Wow. I mar- we married in 60. I graduated from high school in 59, went one year. Then uh, we married, and uh, I was just telling your dad on the way down here was talking about where the stadium is now. It used to be a little thing they called Vets Village, and they had parking places for trailers. 
or and uh, is this in Bowling Green, Kentucky? This was in Bowling Green, oh, okay. Uh, and it was located now where the, st- or the stadium is located there now. It cost us uh, $20 a month rent, and that was our electric and our water and place to put the trailer. Wow. His mom and dad had bought us a trailer, and my dad had given us a vehicle to uh, get started on. What was that vehicle? A uh, 51 Ford. It was a 51 <laughs> Ford truck? No, it was a car, 51 Ford car. Wow. Black and white. and uh, But it was, um, you know, it, it was it was times. The uh, So you guys lived in a trailer? Mm-hmm. In 1960, 62. Yeah, 61. You were, uh-huh. you were going to school. Uh-huh. Eight, it was eight foot wide and 32 foot long. And, and living in a trailer. And living in a trailer. At uh-huh. Western Kentucky. So that was your college years. Yes, that was. You a, were married and you lived in a trailer. Yes. On, was, off campus. That was our college years. And there were several uh, couples, of, you know, in the park down there. That, that's what they were doing. That was all, It was just, it was a park just for college people. Wow. And That's uh, interesting. Uh my uncle gave me uh after we married he gave me a hundred dollar bill to help us out on school <clears throat> and i took we took the hundred dollar bill and i paid for mine and green grands uh tuition our books our student card and had about four dollars left out of a hundred dollar bill that's what it cost <laughs> to, go to go to school in, in 1960 there at western that's amazing <laughs> that's awesome uh so Obviously, in the 60s, that was sort of the height of the civil rights movement. Yes. Uh, do you remember the civil rights movement much? Uh, yes, I do. I can remember uh, in Owensboro, one of the, it was a Newberry's um, dime store, five and ten cent store and whatever. And they had um, a back entrance. There was a, a colored high school there in Owensboro. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, they had separate entrances, separate uh, drinking fountains and whatever at wow. that, that time until, of course, then the march and, and different. Now then, you know, I mean, it, it all happened about in there. But yes, I do sure. remember it. What, was, uh, if you don't mind me mm-hmm. asking, I mean, what was that like for someone, you know, growing up in the civil rights era? I mean, you obviously heard the speeches of Dr. Martin Luther King. Did, did, did you hear those, like when those were coming out, or was that something that... Um, well, I tell you, McLean County, we did Which not, is where Beach Grove is. Yeah. Um, there were only, and I don't know whether at that time there was, but there was only two different two different colored families in our county. So gotcha. we, we were not um, not affected by it as much as, you know, your bigger, ta- bigger places were... Right, where it right. was, but yes, I mean the, it was all uh, television was, was you know on there, and you, so you heard heard all about it and everything. Sure. What what did what did you think about it? You must have been in your twenties. What did you think about the civil rights movement at the time? Did you have uh, an opinion or? I you know I. My opinion was that, you know, color of skin did not make any difference. They, right. They were everybody was all the same on side, and we, at that time we hit had come back to or into Beach Grove and bought a grocery store mm-hmm. that was um, my husband always wanted if it ever went to, for sale and it did and so we had people traveling through and of course um, it you know it was um, I saw no distinction really you know right I, right I tried to treat everybody the same totally that's so good well I, I mean I feel like that I've always learned uh, from you guys to 
love and serve people. And for you guys, I feel like the grocery store was an expression of service to your community, uh, regardless of people's race or religion, and um, or ethnic or ethnic ethnicity. That's how you say that, mm. or background. I remember, um, I remember when Grand Grand passed away. Um, I was at uh, Miller's Lumber Yard in Sacramento, Kentucky, which is also in McLean County, everyone. And uh, I remember a guy walked up to me and he said, you're Phillips. And I said, yes, sir, I am. And he said, sorry to hear about, hear about your grandfather. And I said, oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And he said, you know, I saw you over here and I had to come and tell you that your granddad was a great man. And I said, oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I, I agree. And he said, I want to tell you a quick story. I said, sure, I, you know, what's up? And he said, when, when my wife and I had our first child, we had a little girl. And she had some problems uh, with what she could and could not eat, some allergies. And so she was prescribed a certain baby formula that she had to have every day as her food. And they lived in Beach Grove. I don't remember this guy's name or anything else about his story, but... He said that he came in to look for that formula in the grocery store. And, of course, being a smaller town, that formula wasn't available in the grocery store at the time. But Grand Grand, he met that guy, and he asked him about what formula he needed for his baby girl. And he said, from here on out, as long as you need it, there will be formula in this grocery store for what that baby girl needs. And that was a story he told me about Grand Grand, how he made an extra made the extra effort to make sure that Ural's grocery store carried the exact formula that that child needed to uh, to eat. So I thought that was a pretty cool story about Grand Grand. Did, did you know about that, Granny? I didn't I didn't know about I mean, I hadn't heard that story from him. I think I probably know who, who the family was. But, mm. you know, it's um, had a lot of, uh, and still into today, have a lot of people that he influenced, a lot of little, a lot of that was little kids coming say you know how that he'd slip them a candy bar mama wouldn't let him have one he would slip them a candy <laughs> bar or do what it you know do right. whatever of course um little small town we had a volunteer fire department which he was on for 35 years mm. um he was a volunteer firefighter for 35 five years. years were you also a volunteer firefighter yes i was I when did you start fighting fires uh in the 70s after the after the kids kind of got older that I could kind of go off and leave them and so you were um, a woman firefighter yeah I have been in my time and <laughs> water, water woman and whatever but what's I, a water woman that's where you take them water or hot chocolate or whatever the okay gotcha uh, kind of like a runner yeah runner bring a fire truck if they needed it or whatever you can drive a fire truck I could, yes I could <laughs> wow that's that's pretty impressive granny and, uh, so what else did you do aside from you were a grocery store owner uh then um he took a EMT course just for our own benefit. Everybody that would come in the store, this was like the local thing. You got telephone calls, how to cook a turkey, or come look at my kid's arm. Do you think it's broke, or what do you, you know? What do you? So you guys were called upon. Yes. For that, for and, those sort of things. And in fact, uh, we had no 911 systems. Our store was people. They would call there if they had a fire. And, uh, they would call your grocery mm -hmm. store if there was a fire. Yeah, and because we lived right across from the fire department. I mean, it was right across from the fire department. Wow. And then um, um, in 75, 
the funeral home there at Calhoun, Muster's Funeral Home, they had the ambulance service, and uh, he started volunteering for them, and they took, uh, I went with some of their group and got my EMT in 77, I think it was, in 1977, and we volunteered wow. ambulance runs with them, and of course now we have our McLean County Ambulance Service, and he did that for as long as he was able. So you guys kind of helped establish the ambulance service in that county. Well, yes. I mean, help, you know, help volunteering down there. We were, uh, Beach Grove was 10 miles, and then west of us down there, there was about another seven miles. So some places was about 17 miles from an ambulance. So they needed, you know, somebody down there to help out until the ambulance could get there. Sure, absolutely. And, uh, wow, that's amazing, Granny. Well, in fact, I, I'm still, I still keep up my hours both for my EMT and my fire department just to help out the department. I sure. don't make any runs anymore. I'm there so to, you're still an EMT and a firefighter? Yes, I've kept up my both of my certificates. and I. Uh, so I, you might say you're a 75-year-old firefighter. Well, yes. I guess I might get a water hose. If, if it was drastic and whatever, I might get a water hose out yet. You can't ever tell. But That's awesome. We've got a good volunteer team. That's amazing. That's awesome. You know, a, a few things that... Um, so, so let me say this. Let me back up. Okay. You were a school teacher as well. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I had. Uh, um, I had worked one year until uh, your daddy and uh, had him, and then I don't know when. I was in the bank one day, and the superintendent wanted to know what I was doing, and I made a mistake of telling him that I was just there at the store, and he needed somebody to fill in. Uh, a position till he could get somebody to teach math. Okay. And uh, then uh, I went back and got some of my, uh, I had already taken some education classes as electives and then I went back and got my teaching certificate and taught uh, oh, three three years and then I, okay, well, yeah, about three years. So then, you taught mathematics for well, three years. Well, then I went to science there at Calhoun and taught, taught science classes. <laughs> And, All because the superintendent saw you in the bank. Oh yes. Well, this was this was how it was. Well, in fact, there was another uh, lady and I. We I taught one year up at uh, the little Beach Grove School for a half a day. We split a we split a shift there. I'd go up in the afternoon and teach, and she taught in the class in the morning. So wow. you know, it's you do what you got to do in them little towns. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. That's amazing. But, uh, That's pretty anyway. cool. But I decided that when when your daddy started to school that I wanted to be able to be there for a little for all parties and help out and whatever and so then I right. just decided it we take were, a step back yeah well the business was picking up in that uh, we could maintain on the store and everything and then by that time they were beginning to uh, do some road work put a put a bridge instead of a ferry boat oh that's another thing too if we were going to Evansville or Henderson which is in Indiana or West Kentucky. Yeah, across the river there. You had to leave about an hour early because there was a ferry boat. And just as sure as you got there, it was on the other side. It had to come back and get you and take you back across. And Wow. We finally got a bridge built there. That's incredible. And, uh, it's just That's amazing. One of the things that most people may not know about our family is that my dad, Jeff, was actually adopted. And uh, Allison and I, um, as well as his sister, your daughter, Amy, yeah. both adopted kids. Um, 
one of the things that Allison and I have been chatting about just recently as a justice issue, a social justice issue in America, is that if we're going to be pro-life, meaning we're going to stand against abortion in our time, we not only need to be pro-life, but we need to be pro-adoption. Because if these women that we're advocating for decide to have their children, those children need to have a place to go. They need a family to go to. And so we've been talking a little bit about adoption. We've met actually a couple named Bob and Kimberly Johnson that have an organization called Extreme Love. And one of the things that they do is they travel around and they speak to churches in America particularly, and they advocate for families to adopt children. And there's a statistic that they shared with us. They said if, if, if one family in every three churches in America would adopt a child, then we could basically wipe out the orphan problem that we have here in America of children needing homes, and we could um, basically do away with the foster care system. So I found that to be pretty interesting. So since you are an adoptive parent, um, I did really want to hear your experience with uh, adopting a baby. Uh, for you guys, how old were you when you decided to um, have children? Mm, let's see, 20, 24, I think it was, after we decided that we weren't, we weren't going to be able to have children. We applied through the uh, state of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. At that time, they still had a program. Um, from the time we made application that we were approved and had one was, was exactly right at nine months. So, so you know, I mean, that's... Wow. Uh, was amazing on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a good experience um, with with both of them. Uh, we were able to. Um, let's see. We got her. She was. We got her then a couple of years later. But there was 18 months in their um, difference in their ages. She was just a little bit older when we got got my daughter, the daughter Amy. And, gotcha. Um, but we have had a good experience with both of them. Uh, on your dad, they have um, your mom and them got to searching and were able to find his birth mother. That's that, right. That, How many years ago was that? Um, now? gosh. They Sorry got, about the yeah, Isaiah I, guys. He's yeah. freaking out back there. Uh, probably about fifteen years ago now. I okay, mean, yeah. Because you know, I mean, it's you know, it's been several years ago that they were able. When you all, when when you all got, you go to the doctor's office, and of course they would ask, you know, history. And about and you, you weren't able to tell him the history because I mean, you know, uh, he was adopted and so he didn't know what his history was. So they did find his mother. She lived in North Carolina, um, and they were having it was right before Christmas and you all made a trip out there, mm-hmm. and it was a very, a very positive experience. She has they have been in to visit. They have come and been through the store, you know, where that he was raised and whatever. Mm-hmm. And in fact. Uh, just last, just Friday night, they had the reception for your brother Jordan and Amber there, and uh, two. He has four sisters. He's found out he had there was four. Yep. Four my sisters, dad has four sisters uh, that he didn't know about, and and his mother had had married um, about a I think about two. Uh, they celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary last year. Wow. They did. So she had married, and she had one child before he was born mm-hmm. and then um, they had uh, 
three after. So he has four sisters that he has found out about. Uh, we are, you know, not close, but we talk some and right. visit and whatever. And it has, I have learned a lot about him from ge- that there's genetic traits that he, no you know, that he has acquired. And, wow. What are some of those genetic traits that you've noticed? Uh, very neat. Uh-huh. Uh, keeps a, a journal thing, you know, keeps a list made of things that he needs to do. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's, of course... She's like that then. Yes. So you've noticed she's, that. She's like that. And, it, you know, we've always had this problem because he's not all that tall and I am, you know, we right. were, but, you How know... How tall are you, Granny? Um, well, I was about 6'2", but I've shrunk a little bit. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. 6'2". So but, people were confused because right, my dad's right. about 5'9". <laughs> you know, I mean, we'd ask some, you know, questions. Of course, not. I mean, then, uh, you know, why, why, did, why he was so little or whatever, I don't know. But right. he's about her height. I mean, she was about yep. that. So it was... Uh, it was great. Now then, we never. Oh, yes, they did. They located my daughter's mother, but she passed away. Before yes. She had talked to her on the phone some before she ever got to see her. So mm-hmm. I, you know, that wasn't. But uh, his mother and him, it's been a real positive. Uh, very positive. Very experience. positive thing. Uh huh. So, would you encourage uh, young people today to adopt? Was that is that something you'd find pretty easy to encourage people in? Yes, I would. I mean, you. I just think. I had an aunt and uncle that didn't have any children, and I just think about in their older days, they had nobody, you know, nobody around or nobody mm-hmm. like that. And I mean, they bring, you know, they bring life to the family. They make a, they make a family. I mean, and wow. so I wouldn't, I would encourage it very much. I mean, it's so I, I think one of the questions uh, that some people have is like, oh well, you know, am I, am, is it going to be easy for me to fall in love with them? Like, am I going to have like that, that parental uh, bond that oh. people have with natural children. I mean, how would you speak into that? How long did you feel like that that took to establish once you brought my father home? Was it immediate? It was immediate. I mean, you right you, away. You, just, you don't think of you know you don't think of anything else. That one of the things that uh, I can remember when we went to get him was uh, pick him up. It was on a Labor Day weekend, and mm. the lady had had us a. A hotel room to, or motel room to stay in and uh-huh. so we were to call her when we got there so they she brought him to us and she had company come into her house didn't even stay with us or anything and said wow. here he is here's a bottle and look him over and make sure that he don't look like somebody you can't stand or or whatever you know and and right. uh, then she came back and picked him up and we had the night to think about it and then the next morning decide you know whether we did or not but i mean it it was you know just like he was mine you know I right. mean, it, uh, you felt that right from the yeah, beginning right from the beginning uh-huh. so and anybody it, that might say well i'm afraid i'm uh, not going to feel that love you would say don't let that detour you from adoption because no, that's no you're going to have that know, love you okay you've got to you've got to stop and think and i and i will say <clears throat> that um, when he first met all of his you know birth mother and his family and everything mm-hmm. when y'all headed back that next morning he called to tell me he said well i have you know, I have met her and everything, but Mama doesn't change a thing. So, yeah. You know, I mean, he's, <clears throat> you know, he knows the difference. In right, what he's right. And everything, but it, it fulfills. You know, it fulfills a family, makes a, absolutely, makes a house a home to have children. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. I love that. We have we had adopted the two, so now I've got seven grandchildren and two great grandchildren, and. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really cool. So that's something that we're advocating for. Um, 
ourselves and you know we're kind of sharing now what we've heard over the past couple weeks with other people and encouraging adoption and who knows Allison and I might just adopt a kid one day let me ask you a few practical questions before we jump off today and conclude the episode Um, are there any amazing movies that you've seen in the past they might be from the 50s or the 60s or the 70s that have just made a memorable impact on you that you feel like everyone needs to go back and watch is there any movies that you can think of um one I can think of is letters. I mean, it's not back in there. It's letters, letters from God. Letters from God. Uh-huh. It's, uh huh. It's who was in that? What What was the uh, actor? It's a little religious movie. It's a little little boy that has cancers, and he likes uh, letters. puts letters to God in a mailbox, and how they answer, uh, you know they answer him that one, and then um, um, I can't think of the. It's a series that they that they've written flywheel. Um, I don't know. Are these movies modern or older? No, they're the mo- they're modern ones. They're um, I can't think of the guy right now that that has published all of these. So we'll say letters to God, right? Yeah, letters we'll to God. That, that, that was, letters that, to God. Yeah, that was the last one. So uh, what about that, uh, what about um, any books? Do you have any favorite books that you've read over the years that have impacted you? They can be fiction or nonfiction. Any favorite uh, books that you read as a as a kid that you'd recommend people reading today? I don't know. It's long, been so long since I've read a book or whatever. You got a favorite it, book ever? Uh, I always liked the author Anna Anna River Sidden. She wrote about um, about the South, things in the South, and mm-hmm. um, in the Carolinas, and whatever. I liked her books or whatever. Oh, and, that's uh, awesome. Well, we'll post a link to uh, her author page on Amazon so that you guys can check that out. Um, that's great. What about uh? What about your favorite uh, singer-songwriter ever? Who'd you listen to growing up that you just still listen to today? Um, I like Vince Gill. Vince Gill. Uh-huh. All right. I do. What I about do. Elvis Presley? Oh, Lordy. Yes. That was that was in my day and time, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Do you still listen to Elvis today? Uh, yes. Uh, we have a um, CD of his religious songs and whatever. So That you yeah. still listen to? Yeah, some. Uh-huh. Put That's awesome. It's amazing. So if you could give people, I mean, you're 75 years old. Mm -hmm. If you could give people one piece of tested wisdom, one piece of advice, is there any any advice that you could give, say, somebody who's 30 or 25 listening right now? What would be your one piece of encouragement? Uh, Just be, be yourself. Don't try to be anybody, anybody else. Just be yourself. Have forgiveness in your heart if somebody is. Don't hold grudges to people and put others first. That's awesome. And you'll be taken care of. What do you think it looks like to put others first? Oh, but, I mean, they just, they just need, you know, that just a sign that you're a good friend, yeah. I think. Really That's a good awesome. friend. So just preferring right. them. Yeah, just, you know, do, just think about others, do others. I mean, I love that. If you're in the grocery line and, and somebody else comes along and doesn't have two or three items, if you're not in any big hurry, of course, I'm not anymore. I mean, step back. Let them go first. That may right. Make, that may make their day. Right. I love that. That's awesome, Granny. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really enjoyed the opportunity to interview you and have you share some of your stories and some of your experiences and wisdom. So thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you very much for asking. <laughs> yeah, and uh, 
Isaiah says thanks for listening as well back there, as you can tell. Uh, we're almost to our destination, Orlando, Florida. So God bless you guys big time. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to, give us a rating and a review on iTunes, and uh, that helps make our podcast more accessible to new listeners. So if you'd like to do that, we'd certainly appreciate that. And uh, you can share it with your friends too if you want. Until next time, if you do have any questions that you'd like us to answer on the podcast, please send us an email uh, or get at us on social media, guys. All right, have an amazing week. God bless you big, and uh, we'll talk to you once more next Monday. All right, guys, see you later.